Rolling Bob. All right. Yeah, here we go. This is uh, Untitled Beatles Podcast, Beatle Fest 2022. And here we go. Whoa. Untitled Beatles Podcast. I can't say Yeah. All right. Welcome to the Untitled Beatles Podcast. It's a special edition, special travel edition. This is Tony Mendoza. This is my first Beatles Fest ever in my life. I've never been to one of these. In Chicago, it's a partly cloudy day. It's very nice. My uh, car temperature says 78 degrees. And uh, yeah, a lot of people on the road. I am en route. I'm on the Kennedy right now. A lot of families out today. A lot of jagoffs. It's gonna be great. <laughs> no, for real though. I uh, I'm totally uh, stoked and excited to uh, go to one of these. Obviously, I wish my pal TJ could be joining me, but he's uh, you know he's got a tenth wedding anniversary. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to hold that against him. But he said, come hell or high water, he'll be there next year. 2023, the year of Jordan. And I always told him, well, you know, you could always wait till 2026, too. The year of Boggs. I'm here early. Okay, so it's officially called the Fest for Beatle Fans. 2022, celebrating the Beatles since 1974 here at the Hyatt Regency O'Hare. So we're by the airport. Uh, it's the 44th Chicago Beatles celebration exclamation point. Uh, yeah, I'm here Saturday. I missed Friday. I had to work yesterday, so I missed the uh, dress-up contest and the look-alike contest. I wonder what TJ's wearing. I thought he said he was going to put on his, like, Sergeant Pepper outfit. Which begs the question, which Sergeant Pepper outfit? I imagine TJ would get a blue Paul outfit. You know, with the OPD patch. If you can find one of those these days, the way the supply chain is. <laughs> Missed a couple things, but uh, here I am. A little bit early, and I'm starting my day with a souvenir program. A hot dog and a Heineken. <laughs> Let's get a bite. Why not? Mmm. That is an airport quality hot dog. Mmm. That is an airport adjacent quality hot dog. TJ, you would love this. The program says, this is a new phase Beatles fans celebration. <laughs> Three floors, 13 ballrooms, activity rooms. I, of course, came in through the, the back door, as I do, from my messenger history. Anyway, saw a uh, Beatles polka band setting up, Sergeant Sauerkraut. It's going to be fun, man. I'm looking forward to this.
Okay, cool. We're rolling. All right. Trying. This is Tony. We're trying out a new, a new segment called Nurking, where I uh, I talk to regular working people about uh, their relationships with the Beatles. It's been a hard Hi, what is your name, sir? Glenn Keenan. Hi, Glenn. And what do you do for a living? I'm a recruiter for a company called Qualcomm in San Diego. Oh, that's cool. So you're you're here at BeetleFest uh, 2022 uh, for business or pleasure? It's for pleasure. Uh, I live in Iowa. My wife and I drove here. And uh, oh, yeah. cool. Okay, cool. And you're a Beetle fan, yeah? Yeah, I've been. Unfortunately, it wasn't until really after John Lennon was killed. Oh, I yeah. I started getting into it when I was in high school. But this is my first Beatles Fest. And Mine too. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I've never... It's a crazy year for you, though, I think. But yeah, yeah. TJ's the one that definitely came to these, like, since he was a child and okay, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, since he was, like... Yeah, I didn't know they cost money. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? This costs money? Yeah. Duh. But, uh... <laughs> all right. So, in, in your world of recruiting, does, does Beatle music or Beatle history play in any way in, in your nurking, your working, excuse me? Yeah, so my office is in my unfinished basement. So, I've put up fake walls and a fake ceiling. So, when I'm on Zoom calls, it looks like I'm in an actual room. Otherwise, people would see all these ducts and pipes everywhere. Sure. And what I've done is I've put Beatles posters all over. So people look, it looks like I'm in a, a like a den, a rec room, <laughs> with all these Beatles posters. And everyone comments on it. Oh, I like the Beatles too. It's a, a really great way to, to get people to talk during an interview when I'm yeah. interviewing them. Uh, my wife and I lived in Fairfield, Iowa for several years. Are you familiar with Fairfield? It's where the Maharishi University is. Oh, right. Like Mike Love and then they... Yeah, and the Beach Boys the Beach and all that. Boys have played there. Mike Love, they, there's a, a spa there called The Raj, where Mike Love and a lot of famous people, Oprah's been there, uh, James McCartney's been there. Oh, cool. Yeah, a ton of famous people. Uh, Jim, what's his name, the comedian with the Liar Liar? Uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. No, it's a ton of famous people go there. Oprah did a show there. It's, it's a huge Beatles place. Everyone loves the fucking Beatles there. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And I don't think any of the Beatles have been there, but yeah, a lot of people. Um, Prudence Farrow lived there. Oh, right. Yeah. Dear Prudence, yep. Mia Farrow's sister. Yep. Oh, she lived there. Um, Doug Henning lived there for some Oh, years. the oh, world of magic. Oh, yeah. Canadian master of Leger Domain, <laughs> Doug Henning. Magic. Magic. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love Martin Short's uh, Doug Henning. Rest in peace, Doug. Welcome to the world of magic. <laughs> the magic of illusion. An illusion can be magical. Is what you see before you an actual reality or simply an illusion? For if it's an illusion, it must be magic. So it sounds to me like the Beatles are a great icebreaker, perhaps. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, because everyone likes the Beatles. I mean, no one doesn't like the Beatles, right? If they do, they're assholes or evil, you know? They're, or they're Republicans or well, something, you know? <laughs> well, you heard it here first here. Thank you so much. Well, great to meet you, Glenn. Yeah, uh, nice to meet you, Tony. I, I love your podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know I work all day to get your money to buy a thing. Here at the Beetle Market, I think I'm going to make a purchase. It's a Beatles, Hot Wheels. Yeah, they're just a little beat up. That's why they're... Highway hauler. Pretty cool if you ask me. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, I don't think they... They made, made them a few years ago. I don't know if they're still making them or not. I don't think so. Five dollars, yeah? Yeah. 
Cool. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm going to take it out. Let's see. Hot Wheels, The Beatles, White Album, Highway Hauler. So it's a little matchbox, like Mack truck with the White Album embossed on there. It even's numbered, too. Wowie. Mark down, $5. I think I'm going to buy it because, you know, if anything, the White Album to me says big haul highway trucking. 10-4, good buddy. Over and out. Watch out for them Smokies. Here at the market. TJ, they're selling eight tracks. Look at this. It's a rare uh, two T's on the Beatles. Hard Day's Night American, 125. We've got a George 33 and a third with the promo sticker on it, so not for sale, $75. It should be noted, I also have uh, issues with space <laughs> and people. I don't like people creeping up on me. And we got some rare Beatles at this booth. Beatles 1966 promo poster. Incredible, it says. It's the uh, Butcher cover. And they're selling that for $2,500. We've got an autographed magical mystery tour framed thing going for $16,000. Got a mono Butcher cover for three grand. And uh, it looks like a, a yesterday and today Butcher cover underneath the. Uh, it's a. It's a Steam and Peel version for fifteen hundred. Looks like he can get a butcher cover for about seven hundred is the cheapest I'm seeing. Must collect all the records. It's so tempting. Don't think I'll do it today. I'm not gonna do it today. I'm here for two days. This is a record booth. Got a Beatles eight days a week. I'm a loser forty-five. On the Odeon label. Steve Martin, King Tut, 45. Take it away, 45. I'll give you a ring. You look a little lonely. Maybe I can meet you. Tell me where to reach you. And I'll give you a ring. I take you to the pictures. I miss a second feature. All right, I think I've had my fill of the marketplace for now. I'll, it's here all day. I'll be back. There was a woman dressed as a walrus. I wanted to see what her deal was. I totally lost track of her. How do you lose track of a woman in a walrus costume? It was like a furry thing. Sergeant Sauerkraut. Hey, 
Entering David Rao's Beatles album exhibit. It's insane. Arranged by country, all the different uh, album covers, single covers, Australia, Japan, France. And now, the nations of the world, brought to you by Yakko Warner. Italy, Germany, Netherlands, Denmark, Sweden, Spain, South Africa, India, Belgium, Norway, Portugal, New Zealand, Greece, Turkey, Israel, Brazil, Argentina, Venezuela, Peru, Thailand, Colombia, Mexico, USA. If you've ever been to Graceland and you see Elvis's wall of gold records, etc., it's like mind-boggling. TJ, you would love it here. You would, you would be salivating, my friend. <laughs> the Beatles with Tony Sheridan and the Hamburg Twist. <laughs> this is fun stuff. Oh, this is cool. French Rubber Soul. Michelle single with Michelle in that kind of Rubber Soul font. It's a great visual for the podcast. Ukulele time on the Apple Jam stage. chords here so you can play along bring your you can play along gee ride that G on the way out I lost my <laughs> We're going home. We're home. We're finally home at the <laughs> So I just purchased a little gift from my friend TJ. It's this giant forty five record. I would say it's about a sixteen inch forty five. It's plastic, but it's uh, on the A side with the Apple logo. It is the Abbey Road medley. Mean Mr. Mustard, Polythene Pam. She came in through the bathroom window with, flip it over, Golden Slumbers and Carry That Weight. Of course, the end. So, it's got a little thing you can hang it on your wall. Thought he might like this. All the fantasy stuff, you know. All right, now, TJ, so far I'm having a good old time here at my first Beatle Fest. It's only like 1.38. We are 1.38. We are 
And uh, based on your suggestion, I did. I went to Binnie's and I got myself uh, some roadies so I don't have to spend, you know, $12 on a Heineken or whatever the hell I spent. <laughs> so I have Krombacher's Hell. Classic sound. That's real, too. We didn't uh, get that off YouTube. That's the real Krombacher. You can tell that's a Krombacher. Anyway, so I'm going to drink this here in my car and go back in. <laughs> Gotta take a break after all that retail. In my car. Sing along going on by the escalators. Some new harmonies. Gotta nail that lick, you know? Cause everyone can see At the High Regency O'Hare They'll know if I practiced enough I'm late once again This is Chris O'Dell Miss Odell. That person shoving, ringing on my bell. It is not for me tonight. Why don't you call me Miss Odell? Okay, here's another little another fact. Um, when I was in the studio, when I was at Apple one day, Mal Evans brought me up the lyrics. I was high on acid.
that eight bar drum solo, it does not move. It's at 124, I think, is the tempo, 128, 124, I think. And that's how solid his time is, how solid his groove is. That's why the Beatles wanted him in the band. And the fact that he plays the right parts for the songs, there are places talking about Hamburg. Their lives transformed by playing in Hamburg. They don't know what the future holds, none of us ever does. Their future is very different to the one they're expecting it to be. They just go there for an adventure, basically, but everything is about to change. And their equipment is meager, and they, they're not going to make a great sound, but they're very keen, and they're going to be playing for hour after hour after hour for six nights a week. And this first visit extends for three months. So it's a long, long trip. Mark Lewison just finished up his uh, photo presentation. It was great. It was like all pictures from August. From 60 to 69, it was great. The lovely audience is filing out in mass. I don't really want to start the show. <laughs> we made a mistake on one of our last episodes. Oh, we're going to do some fact-checking, some corrections? We were corrected. Oh, uh, we're going to be here all night. <laughs> we kept saying, I don't really want to start the show, and the lyric is, I don't really want to stop the show. What? Yeah. What? Oh, mia culpa, that's a spicy, a beetle fact of fuck up. Stop. <laughs> I did see a, uh, there was a guy that looked exactly like current Ringo Starr walking around, and obviously a photo op, Sahoy. I'm warning you with peace and love, but I have too much to do, so no more fan mail. Thank you, thank you, and no objects to be signed, nothing. Uh, anyway, peace and love, peace and love. Okay, I just saw another guy, and these are all older white dudes. And this time, this guy was wearing a shirt that said, Imagine no Yoko. Uh, All right, guys. Let it go, maybe. <laughs> but it's going to be such an incredible sort of comical thing, like in 50 years' time, you know. Uh, they broke up because Yoko sat on an M. <laughs> <laughs> Just something I did. What? I love watching all the regular people 
who are here at this hotel just checking in and there's a wedding going on today but the, the we're getting a lot of stares here the beetle people some are good some are confused i haven't seen too many uh angry stares so that's good makes sense man the curious things. People are dressed up in little beetle costumes and hippie costumes. I've yet to see anyone dressed in a butcher smock. You know? Beetle auction. <laughs> I went to a Mennonite auction once in southern Illinois and it was insane I ended up sold 180 I ended up buying a uh, a board game called airport which was like this homemade board game and I got it for like five bucks <laughs> and that was my tale it was a Mennonite auction so they used microphones but man, the guys, they were all, they started talking all slow. And then once the auction actually kicked in, the guy was like the real deal. Like, Micromachine pocket play sets so tremendously tiny, so perfectly precise, so dazzlingly detailed, you'll want to pocket them all. Micromachines are micromachine pocket play sets sold separately from Galoob. The smaller they are, the better they are. Obviously, I can't do it. Didn't go to auctioneer school, but you can imagine it. DJ, I remember you telling me about uh, the video room. <laughs> no, just dark with... Here's what it was. It was a really dark room with two men sitting very far apart. <laughs> I get it, though. On a level, I do get it. Uh, what is this? Supposedly this is called Pepperland 74 slash cartoons. Interesting.
Prince Juber. somebody else behind the curtain playing with you. But that was, and you know it because you saw it. But I was thinking, because you were talking about the, the, the changing of the tempos and how it changed the mm -hmm. pitch and everything. That was George Martin's yes. And I wondered if you ever worked with George or Giles Martin. I did work with George Martin. Um, one of the first, when I was a studio musician in London, so out of college, I pretty much went straight into studio work. I've been playing in the National Youth Jazz Orchestra, which was a jazz big band that was kind of like a farm team for the studio world. And there was a great bass player, piano player, violinist that was in the band named Paul Hart, who passed away recently. But Paul was a very talented musician and had been working with Cleo Lane, who's a great English jazz singer. And she was doing an album that George Martin was producing.
you mean the Beatles Bad Boy? Yeah. Okay. Because Ringo had that album Bad Boy yeah. too. Oh, okay. That other Bad Boy. Yeah, Bad Boy. It'd no, be funny Junior if they did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bad yeah. Boy. Behave yourself. But in our magical Apple universe, they will face challenges and distractions that must be dealt with, or they might not make it to the top on time. You out there in the audience are part of this as well. Deco, we have some props you would like to share. Uh -oh. This is like cats. They're passing out helmets. I declined because I'm a journalist. <laughs> nice field recorder. Just yeah, it just started, so I missed that first oh, part. Cool. Do you know yeah, what's going I on? I was in the bathroom, so I didn't. But um, as far as I can tell, um, it's like kind of a live-action role-playing game based okay. on um, like the rooftop concert. But the idea is that the players will have to get to the roof. They have some big dice up there, and. Um, uh, Rather large cast of characters. Yeah, this yeah, it's a it's like a Robert Altman production. There's a lot of characters. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, Altman is like. Oh yeah. What's your favorite Altman? Shortcuts. I gotta I gotta go with maybe Nashville or Three Women, but oh yeah, right up there. I like Three Women a lot. That was filmed in the desert, I think, in uh, yeah, Palm Desert. Yeah, amazing. And your Paul? Mm -hmm. I'm Tony. I'm, well, I'm really Stevie, but today oh, I'm Paul. Today you're Paul. Oh, well, the walrus is Paul. <laughs> That's right. It should be noted you're wearing a walrus outfit. <laughs> oh, you're I, a I quite like it. Is this the sound-alike contest? I don't know. Schedule says sound-alike. Terry says A too. The killer bunnies. Ooh, likes the killer bunnies. Oh, one guy's got like a Beach Boys striped shirt on.
doing this new thing. We're trying this thing out called nerking, where I ask people about work. It's like Studs Circle working, but with uh, the Beatles. It's been a hard day's night, and I've been nerking. Uh, what's your name, and what do you do for a living, sir? Oh, my name is Ron, and I'm a medical assembler. <laughs> wow, a medical assembler. What does that mean? Um, what does I, that entail? I kind of like make um, like scopes and stuff for surgeries and stuff. We assemble it. Oh, that's really cool. That's cool. And uh, you enjoy the Beatles. You're here at Beatle Fest. Oh, yeah. How does the Beatles? How do the Beatles manifest themselves in your your daily work life? Um, actually, I listen to them too at work. Yeah. So, you know, it gets me by. It's it's a lot of fun. So nothing does pass you by. <laughs> Don't pass me by. Yeah, yeah that's what I was trying to Speaking of Don't Pass Me By, what is your favorite Beatles song? Do you have one? Oh, man. Sometimes it's Girl. Oh, I got that one earlier today. Girl, yeah. I love that song. What else? Don't Let Me Down. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and keep assembling those medical things we all need, man. Thank you. <laughs> Don't let me D&D thing is still going on, man. I feel kind of bad. But you know what, man? It's just a different language. I, just a different language. Ooh, patches. Patches. Magical Mystery Tour patch. That's nice. That's fun. Misfits Toys Band. He is a fucking Michael McConaughey character. I think you mean Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, man, he's got the dazed and confused haircut. And he's all built, and he's wearing a really tight bowling shirt. And he's playing a tambourine on time. <laughs> he's my new hero, man. Say, so, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> hey man, I just gave Terry Hammer a peace sign. Peace and love. Update right now. Peace and love. Peace and love. Liverpool, the band. Mark Lucen's just like right there and you can 
talk to him, I guess. It's a child, so I like to go and buy my records secondhand at the market, and I got into a day tripper uh, with we can work it out on the back. Um, oh, nice yeah, I feel fine as she's a woman, and the first signal I bought you was anyway, surely fits forever. Billy J. Kramer. He uh, did not do a mic check before coming on. So his first three lines were inaudible. Well, I think that might do it for me today. Here at the, uh, the old Beetle Fest. Day two, Beetlefest 2022. Ah. All things must pass. Day one. Well, technically this is day three, but it's day two for me. Yeah, no. Sunrise doesn't last all morning. It's another partly cloudy day. Sunday. A cloudburst doesn't last all day. There's a cloudburst happening, man. Seems my love is up and has left you with no warning. It's not always gonna be this great. It seems I'm making the uh, hot dog a uh, Beetlefest ritual for me. I like to see you walk. Uh, I will say walking into the hotel it was pretty cool just hearing deep cut Beatles music. There's something very comforting about that. For lack of a better word, like, I feel safe here. <laughs> Though I still have my eyes on the exits. You never know. All right, man. I think I'm late to the puppet show. Mr. Puppet. Operating a marionette. Bunny. It's a bunny that's a magician, so... A twist on the concept. Oh! I'm balancing the wand on the bunny's nose. There's only one solution as I see it. Tomorrow morning, before they smear on the grease paint on your face, we'll have a photo together, me and you. We have to do it, you know, from the historical record. This is Jude S. Kessler. She's an author. She was the one in the velvet dress yesterday that I was perhaps enamored with. I had gone up to George Harrison and asked George for an autograph 
and Georgia told him to bugger off. Heisenberg uncertainty players. WXRT listeners know where Chicago's finest rock because XRT has the best variety of rock on the radio. Hey, good morning, campers. We sound chipper this morning. That means you got to bed early last night, you know, good night's sleep, right. didn't have too much to drink last night, right. feels fine. Try this. All right, so I'm holding a Young and the Restless record. Original price, 99 cents used. But you want 30, man. You want 30. You say it's mint. I don't know, man. It's still Nadia Comaneets. You know what I mean? And my grandmother used to listen to that song every day. And yeah, Laura's theme or whatever it's called. Yeah, oh, it's a wonderful song. Yeah, no, my and folks. And the cover's great. My folks watched this, you know. Uh-huh. Like, my mom was pregnant with me when this was brand new or whatever. Does this have video, too? No. Good. No video. Audio. Well, audio or a podcast, Let's audio see. only. We're audio files. I'm recording in mono. Okay. <laughs> Mono's the best there is. Stereo destroyed music. <laughs> a little bit. I think so. You want it for 20? Man, no. I'm thinking, like, two. So two? I, I, yeah. Yeah, man. Okay, well, <laughs> coffee's seven fifty, and my room's two hundred. Yeah, and and my parking each day is sixteen. Okay, I so. get it. I get it, man. I get I, it. I, no, I get I it. I like it. You fun. I get it. I'll do so. ten. Yeah, do, I'm do a, ten. No, I'm all right. I'm I'll all do right. Five. I'm not gonna take it for free. I'm not gonna bust alone. your take no, it, Yeah, I'll do it for five. <laughs> all right. All right. What the hell? What the hell? What one the less hell? piece of shit. One less piece of garbage. I think of home. I went to the marketplace and yeah, finally got a copy of the Philip Norman book, Shout. I've actually never owned this. I know, Beetle, Blasphemy or whatever. And then I talked Joe down from $30 to $5 for, I should have paid two for this, but it's the uh, Young and the Restless LP. What's your name? Kalina. Hi, Kalina. I'm Tony. Yeah. Uh, what do you do for a living, if you don't mind me asking? I am the director of the data visualization program office at okay. the National Center for Supercomputing Applications. It's a lot of words. It is a lot. That's a long title. Yeah. yeah. So you're in a, in a, like, it sounds like an executive position? Uh, I wouldn't go as far as executive, okay. but certainly leadership. Do you see yourself as the John Paul Georgia Ringo of your department? 
That's a good question. I mean, John was obviously the leader of the Beatles. Right. Yeah, that's how we founded the group. Um, right. I, you know, didn't found the company or anything like that. I was brought in. Um, so maybe in that sense, I'm more of a Paul, you know? Yeah, well, in, Paul. In leadership, yeah. Lennon McCartney, but not the one that founded it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've never thought about it in that sense before. <laughs> I mean, I've been a Beatles fan my whole life. Uh, this is my 20th Beatles Fest. Congratulations. Happy 20th. Yeah. This is my first. Welcome. Longtime fan, but first convention. So. You've been missing out. I'm in love for the first time. Funny, Mark Lucen's just like right there, and you can talk to him, I guess. I'm Tony. Nice to meet you. Hello, Mark. Tony. I'm an admirer of you. I don't have anything to sign or a selfie or anything. That's why I'm doing an audio selfie. I have a podcast, but I just want to let you know. Got that recording book when I was 18. I was already a fan, but that book turned me from like a fan into more of a whatever a collegiate fan. I was like 18 at the time when I got it. And, right. Uh, anyway, I also love TuneIn. Read that, and uh, looking forward to the next one. And I uh, just love what you do, and peace and love and all that. Thank you. Peace <laughs> and love back to you. What's your podcast? Uh, we're called the Untitled Beatles Podcast. We still don't have a title. That's a title in itself, though, isn't it? The Untitled <laughs> it is. Beatles yeah. Podcast. We do yeah. that now. Yeah. But, uh, um, what, what's it about, apart from the Beatles? Yeah, yeah. It's me and my buddy TJ. We came from uh, Second City in Chicago, which is like an improv comedy yeah. Uh, thing. Yeah. We both discovered we were Beetleheads on some corporate gig back in 20 years ago. Anyway, it's a real pleasure to meet you. Thank you. I should yeah. listen to your podcast. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah, I will. Good luck with it. <laughs> Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, bye-bye. Heading up to the Beatles ashram. I believe I'm about to become very enlightened. It's very quiet in there, so I'm not gonna disturb it. They're in the middle of a thing. I will say there's been a lot of um, t-shirts of albums, and I kind of like that. Like a woman in a bright yellow ram t-shirt just walked by. I like that.
remember yesterday I saw a guy walking around actually lazing about wearing a beetle wig, very just kind of plopped on top of his head. Felt like an ironic comment. Like he was doing an irony Beatles thing. There are a lot of fun pants, floral, colorful stripes, a lot of vibrant colors. There's balloons everywhere, kind of a yellow submarine slash tropical, gone tropo vibe going on here. Back at the uh, marketplace, they're selling bundles of original programs from Beetlefest from 78 to 98. They want 30 bucks for them though. Well, I did it. I bought the uh, Sgt. Pepper box, which I actually don't have. And now it's kind of hard to find. It's like one of those out-of-print tea type of things. So I saw it. They had one <laughs> dropping a lot of dough at this goddamn thing. Uh, love the Beatles. Love to give the Beatles my money. You never give me your money. You only give me your funny Jay Kramer. The road from Albuquerque. A walk down Canyon Road. This land of enchantment. Live interview with Michael Lindsay Hogg. Working around the Beatles, you, Michael, you did for the entire month. Chris, you worked there for a while. Uh, could you tell us your impressions of which ones you got along better with and, and your relationship with them? Wow. I mean, I, I, Chris, let, let me toss this quarter up. Now you go first, Chris. <laughs> Hey, would you, let me ask you a question before I do that. Would you have given me credit in the Get Back film if you'd done it? Of course. <laughs> See, thank you. <laughs> um, okay, well, obviously George was my favorite because I knew him the best. And I loved the way that, I just loved who he was. I loved the kind of person he was. And, you know, and I knew Ringo next best. So I would be inclined to probably say that, but it doesn't mean I didn't love John and Paul, too. It's just I didn't know them as well. I knew the reverse of Chris and Dick, in that I knew Paul and John better. Although, having first done um, the videos for Paperback Writer and Rain, and then following that with the other two, and then uh, planning um, what, what turned into the get that, which was going to be. Uh, first of all, I spent more time with Paul. If I had some more time to spend, then I guess I'd be with you, my friend. If I needed some Will there be a uh, Let It Be reissue? There are a lot of people who would like Let It Be the film to be released 
as it is in whatever the most useful modern form is, whether it's Blu-ray, whether it's shown on streaming or something like that. Um, there is not a consensus yet on will that happen. Um, I would like it to see because um, it's had a slightly bad rap over the years, um, and I, I know it's it's good. And it's very different from Peter's. Peter thinks it should come out because he thinks it would be a great partner with Get Back. Did you see one view of what he was like in 1969, and then what it was like in the same material that we imagined for 2021? Have an impromptu chant happening here. Garaga. I just, uh, I meant to give him a peace sign, and then I gave him devil horns, which turned into a thumbs up, which then became a peace sign. So I'm going for it all. This is name that tune. Don't buzz in. We just want to make sure that the volume is good and see how it all works. So, Kevin, on this three, please fire up track one. Taste the honey. If we were playing for Keith's rounds, what would that have been? Taste the honey. Whole brown shoe. Okay, it looks like Mike got it first. Whole brown shoe. Whole brown shoe is correct. Two hundred points for Mike. Let's go to track three. Uh, 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 with the Beatles. No, no, no. All I've got to, all I've got to do. You know, maybe it's the three beers and half of an edible and my quiet time here in my own personal ashram, my Subaru, here in the parking lot across the street from the venue. But I am indeed having a wonderful time here at Beetlefest. I know I wasn't there in the heyday, 
I wasn't there for all the big years. But uh, it's good to just hang out with Beatle people. And yeah, there's a bunch of sniffers and kooks and, you know, everyone's just letting their Beatle freak flag fly. And I think that's okay. This is the place to do that. Yeah, I talked to this woman who's wearing this brown t-shirt with the kind of groovy rubber sole font, but it was uh, happiness is a warm gun. And it had a gun and coming out of the gun were flowers, right? And I complimented her on it. I thought it was a cool shirt. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I like this shirt too, but I, I don't feel safe wearing it, you know, uh, unless it's here because people will interpret it the wrong way, you know. John chose a provocative title. He tended to do that around 68 on. But yeah, I was like, oh yeah, because people get a wrong idea about you. But here we all know what that means. It's a cool Beatles song. I think one of the coolest. It's in my top ten. Hello. This is the Gen Z Beetle panel. Well, my whole life I've grown up with the Beatles music playing in the house. Like my parents have always been fans, they've always had on the radio and everything, but of course I never paid much attention to it because I just wanted to listen to mine because like, I didn't really care what else was going on. But then when it was my sophomore year of high school, that's when I was starting to get into music history a little bit, I realized that that's the kind of avenue that I was liking, I wanted to go down it, and so I took a music history class that year of high school, and of course, we had to talk about the Beatles, because how can you not? And of course, like, I knew the names and stuff, I knew some of the songs that my teacher had been playing, trying to get us familiar with it, but then we had us watch A Hard Day's Night, and of course, I never knew that they made movies before, so I'm sitting here watching this short voice thinking, huh, you know, they're kind of funny, I didn't know that they did this, this is kind of interesting, you know, maybe... I'll start listening to more of their music. Hello, grandfather. Hello. He can talk then, can he? Of course he can talk. He's a human being, isn't he? Well, if he's your grandfather, who knows? <laughs> you know, we care about Gen Z on the Untitled Beatles podcast, and that's the truth. So it's cool to see a Gen Z panel. Now, did they have a Gen X panel back in 1992 or whatever? Don't know. Wasn't there. Maybe they did. Though Gen X needs to claim ownership of liking McCartney too first. <laughs> With irony, of course. Peter Asher. What is your name and what do you do for a living? Hi, um, my name is Layla and I work at a coffee shop. I'm a supervisor there. That's wonderful. All right. So you're, do you consider yourself the John, the leader of, of where you work? 
I would consider myself a Paul of where I work, yeah, because I'm, I'm very much like I, I need to be in control of what's happening. Very good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, cool, cool. How do the Beatles manifest themselves in your daily work life? Um, so, yeah, we have a speaker that we play music off of, and usually whenever I'm on a shift, like, I'll jack the speaker. I'm like, this is mine for the rest of the shift. Nice, uh, yeah. Everybody's going to listen to the Beatles. How does that go over? Um, you know, I haven't had very many complaints. Yeah, right? People, yeah, a yeah. lot of people are down. They're into it, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, favorite Beatles song? Um, it is, oh gosh, Yes It Is. That is my actual Oh, I love it. A deep cut B-side. Yeah, that's a great song. For red is the color that will make me blue. In spite of you, it's true. Yes, it is. It's true. Yes, it is. It's true. Cool, cool. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Layla. Of course. Hi, what is your name and what do you do for a living? My name is Skylar Moody. I am currently unemployed, but I'm searching for a job in the journalism, social media, media in general world. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I'm a freelance person myself, so I work from job to job. I don't have a nine to five situation. I get between jobs. Would you do? You, do you think like maybe you're between albums, perhaps? Uh, perhaps, yeah. Yeah. What album? What albums? If your life were a Beatles discography. UK, American, I'll let you pick whichever discography you want. Where would you be right now in your uh, discography? I think I'd be in my White Album era just because there's a lot of variety on that album. You can go from being happy one minute, seeing obla oh, di obla oh, da, and the next minute it's your blues and you're lonely and you want to die. Which that sounds, it's very extreme, but you know, that's how my mind's going right now. Everything's just back and forth between different sounds and it's crazy. I love it. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, do you have a favorite Beatles song today? Uh, favorite song, I would have, it's always hard for me to pick just one, but if I had to, I would say Long, Long, Long off the White Album, my favorite. My in favorite case, too. In case it wasn't obvious, but it's because of the lyrics. It took a long, long, long time. Now I'm so happy I found you, how I love you, and I feel like that's my message to the Beatles because I wouldn't be where I am today without them. It took a long, long, long time. Amen, sister. <laughs> I love these choices. Long, 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 and yes, it is. There's some deep cuts. I love it. It's, uh, it's Layla and Skylar from the East Coast. Thank you all for coming out to Beetlefest. Happy to be here. It's a fun time. <laughs> Hi, what is your name and what do you do for a living? Hi, my name is Feli, um, and I work at a pet resort. A pet resort? Wowee, so you must hear a lot of pet sounds. Different band. A pet resort? That Okay, cool. All right, that's wild. What's the most popular um, resorting animal? Um, we get a lot of doodles. A lot of doodles. Oh, dogs. Yeah. Doodles. It's dog boarding, but... Oh, it's all dogs. Yeah. I understand. Okay, right, because I have cats, so... We don't. We, we do, cats too. do you do that yeah. too? Oh, that's cool. Well, how do the Beatles manifest themselves in your daily work life? Um, they play a lot while I'm at work. Oh yeah. Like, a lot. 
Um, that's actually what got me back into them more than I was because I was just being bombarded with so much Beatles music. And then yeah. in other aspects of my life, there kept being like signs. Like, oh, yeah? I would go through a drive through and the car next to me would have be covered in like Beatles stickers. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, it was like the bombardment of. It was in the air. The yeah. Beatles were in the air. You decided yeah. to, to listen and go forth. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Beatles song? Um, all time is Here Comes the Sun. Yeah. Today. Today. It's. Rocky Raccoon. <laughs> Today's a, it's a Sunday. Yeah, all right. I can see that. I can see pulling up to a saloon. Now somewhere in the black mining hills of Dakota, there lived a young boy named Rocky Raccoon. All right. Thank you all for your time. Uh, from Gen X to Gen Z, peace and love. <laughs> Now, when you're a musician and you play every night, you don't remember where you've been, and you don't remember the order of events. And suddenly, my book was like, he could look up where he'd been in his younger years, and he didn't have any of those nasty opinions. So he immediately came out and said it was the best reading book he'd ever read, and signed me a copy as well. And did a lovely uh, illustration on the inside as well. It was a beautiful thing that he did, which I wasn't expecting. And it was typical of the man about how nice and kind he can be um, if, he, if he's infused about something. And when I was doing my second book, which was the biggest recording sessions, I asked for an interview. And because I was the author of that book, he said, sure, I know the kind of books you write. I like those books. That's fine. And we got on so well when I interviewed him that he asked me to work for him. the authoritative researcher guys has the not yeah. enviable job of correcting them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy. There was one other occasion when I was with Paul, uh, and again, it was, he was being interviewed by the BBC, and I was there with Paul, just basically to be there. I mean, sometimes he just says, come along. And um, he said, oh, the fantastic thing about the Royal Variety Show in, in London in 1963, the biggest moment of our lives, and we met the Queen, and it was something, you know, I'd never met the Queen before, and, you know, never forget a moment like that. And I'm sitting there thinking, it wasn't the Queen. It was the Queen Mother and Princess Margaret. Majesty's a pretty nice girl, but she doesn't have a lot to say. This is the Beatles Media Panel. How do you do a Beatles podcast? And judging by the number of Beatles podcasts out there, it's not that hard to do a Beatles podcast. But even it is hard to do a good Beatles podcast. So that's the I guess it goes back to the good news is anybody can do a podcast. The bad news is anybody can do a podcast. Not sure how to take that. Passion and a vision, you can do a great job. Certainly a lot of te teamsters prancing around on stage.
We're going to pick a winner tonight for our Battle of the Beatle Bands. We had a great sound-alike contest last night. It was fantastic. But this week, get full bands out here. And they'll play a song, and you'll cheer, and we'll pick a winner for who gets the most applause. Okay? Are you ready for this? <laughs> Children with one old man, two old men. Them to do that for you, TJ. Well, you heard it from Liverpool. Get back to where I once belonged. Gotta get out of O'Hare, man. Gotta get back to the city. Deflated. The streamers are all slightly moist. The Man Jam Band is winding down. Mr. Moonlight is upon us. No choir ending tonight, but man, that was fun, man. Obviously, TJ, I wish you were here, but. You were here in spirit, that's for sure. I could not find File Under Rock on vinyl for you. None of the collectors had it. Not even Joe. 
No, but that was a totally fabulous event. The program said a splendid time is guaranteed for all. I can't speak for all, but I can speak for me. I did have a splendid time. Got to meet some cool people. Listen to cool people, hear cool bands. Beatles stuff. No, but that was insane. Uh, I just want to say thanks to... Uh, there were a few people that recognized, I guess, just my voice. Not that I was yammering too much during this whole thing, but uh, some people from who are out here listening said hi to me at the festival. That meant a lot. I just want to say that. Thank you all for reaching out to me. You heard me at the fest, second floor, so you have to validate parking. I would like to thank you all for listening. Big special thanks to our producer, Casey Baker, for putting these things together. Thanks to everybody at Beatle Fest. For the Untitled Beatles podcast, I am Tony Mendoza. <laughs> oh, and now I'm in front of people. I get very embarrassed about that. But here we are. Untitled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe. <laughs>